Good afternoon. Monday, August 3rd. Psychotic year of 2020 continues. We're in August. We made it. Heard someone tell me the other day we made it to the 8th level of Jumanji. So let's keep playing and finish the game so this whole mess goes behind us. Great weekend in sports. Depends how you look at it, but hockey started. Had some really good games over the last two and a half days. Real playoff-style hockey. This this bubble thing is definitely different, but hey, we got it back. So that's a nice step forward. Basketball still a political shit show. I have zero interest in basketball at this stage. Unless things change and they move on from this, uh, I'm just interested in watching the game of basketball. I'm not interested in watching any political opinions on the court. So get rid of it or I'm not interested. Baseball. Baseball is kind of a question mark right now. I mean, there's two ways to look at baseball right now. You're either looking at it like, you see, sports can't go on because the spread of the virus is happening. Or you can look at it in the sense that they're dealing with it. They're trying to make it happen. They're putting their head down and chugging forward. And yeah, they're hitting some hurdles along the way, but they're somehow getting through it. And I would go with the, the latter explanation rather than the former. Marlins started this little shit show. And um, last week was a rough ride for them. They didn't play for the rest of the week. It was just announced that the Cardinals and the Tigers are now canceled. About 12 players tested positive on the Cardinals side. So they're shut down for quite some time, most likely through the end of the week. And we're going to see what other rescheduling efforts happen on behalf of Major League Baseball. But I wouldn't be shocked that... It, they get under some strict scrutiny to either start playing in bubble hub cities or shut it down completely again. But the on-field play has been quite impressive. Yankees are the best team in the league so far. Aaron Judge is just tearing it up. I mean, he's he has six home runs in the last five games. Their pitching has been good. Their bullpen has been good. Um, I mean, just overall, they're playing very, very good baseball. There's really no one else um, in that division that's given them any sort of a run for their money at this stage. Um, there are two games up on the on the Orioles, and they beat them pretty heftily uh, in a two-game set. Minnesota's running the show in the Central Division. They're seven and two, so they're right on the Yankees' tails. The rest of that division is hovering around the 500 mark. Out West is kind of a shock. The Angels are are not as good as I anticipated at the beginning of the season. They've had some real big issues with their closer, who has not done well, Robles. Um, he's blown a couple leads, and he's also given up quite a few runs. So uh, I have him in fantasy, or I had him in fantasy up until today. Uh, he is now gone off my team. Um, the rest of that division, again, is hovering over around 500. Uh, moving to the NL, which, again, this is a little different year for them due to the fact that they have a DH and their pitchers are not necessarily required to hit, so it might change the strategy from a managing perspective. Braves are running the show in the East. Um, you want to laugh. The Marlins are second because of their winning percentage. They're 2-1. and one. Um, <laughs> Most other teams have played 10 games. Marlins have played three, and they're in second place in their division. So... That'll work itself out at some point, but I think that's pretty funny to point out a week and a half into the the actual season. Cubs are 
Cubs are running the show in the Central. Kind of a shock there. Um, I would expect the, the Cardinals to have given them a little bit of a run for their money, but apparently they're not going to be playing for a while, so they'll be stuck at the 2-3 and three record. Out West, we're looking at a, a much more competitive division. Um, Rockies are running the show right now just because they have um, one less loss in the loss column. Uh, Dodgers are number two, and Padres are number three, all within a game apart. Uh, the Giants and the and the D-backs are a little bit behind, but again, depending on how all this ends up, it's still very, very, very early. I still think the Dodgers are going to come out of the West. I'd love to see the Rockies and the Padres give them a run for their money, though. We'll see if they're able to do what they got to do to get those necessary games in for the season and push towards whatever postseason they can they can work out here. I just don't want to see baseball in December because then it's going to get awkward where teams can't play in their stadiums because it's snowy and cold and it's just going to create more of a problem. So I hope they're able to finish this and get it out of the way for this year and just focus on spring for next year, if anything. I still stand by the point that the stadiums in baseball are very weird. These cardboard cutout fans are not a good idea. I think it's ridiculous, actually. Um, I saw something interesting on the Yes Network, uh, watching the Yankees play the Red Sox in the first game. Uh, there was a home run that was hit. I think it must have been Judge. And when they panned out into the on-field camera angle, they actually took footage from previous games where the stadium was packed, and they superimposed those images in the stands. I mean, it's obviously weird because you know it's empty. I just, you know, don't stop trying. <laughs> I get it. You're trying to make an experience for home. Look, let's just watch sports in its purest format. That's it. We don't need all the gizmos. We don't need all the lights and the bells and the whistles. Just a game. Just show the game. The whole Cespedes situation that happened over the weekend was kind of interesting. He just didn't show up randomly one day, and nobody could find him. And then he opts out. Clearly something going on there. Not sure if we'll get the full story on that one, but I hope he's okay. I hope his family's okay. That's never never an easy thing to sit there and just accept, especially with a superstar like him and on a team that really needs his ability. Hitting is always an essential component at City Field because hits are hard to come by there. It's a pitcher's ballpark, so you got to make the best with whatever bats you have. Switching over to football, a ton more players have decided to opt out. We're going to see several tsunami waves of this type of information leak through over the next few weeks as camps are starting to ramp up and as some of these tests are going to come back positive. You're going to see more and more of these guys decide to opt out. The Patriots lead the league in players opting out so far. Uh, We've discussed on another segment of this show, you know, what happens when a player decides that they want to jump back in? Is that going to be an option? Is that possible? Does it impact the salary cap, the roster restrictions, any of that kind of stuff? I'll wait to see. Um, I am a season ticket holder and a PSL holder for the Las Vegas Raiders. And unfortunately today, an email circulated from the office of the Raiders stating that they are not going to accept fans into their inaugural stadium season, into their inaugural new city of Las Vegas this year. And uh, that's a real shame. It really is. Um, I was very disappointed to get that email. I understand why they did it. 
and I'll read you the letter. It says, there is nothing more important to the Raiders organization than the health and safety of our players, coaches, staff, stadium workers, and fans. After intensive consultation with healthcare officials and state and community leaders, we have made the difficult decision to play the Las Vegas Raiders 2020 inaugural season at Allegiant Stadium without fans in attendance. This decision is based on our commitment to protect the health of our fans and the entire community in response to the coronavirus pandemic affecting us all. This decision also ensures fairness to you, our PSL holders, given the challenges and potential inequalities associated with determining who can and cannot attend specific games if the stadium were able to operate at a reduced capacity. And that's the part that I agree with. I mean, you don't get to sit there and say, you know what, you paid for tickets, you paid for the PSL, but you can't come this week because it's not your turn and we're limited on capacity. So I kind of understand why they did it from that sense. I'll continue the letter. While the current situation is not how any of us envision celebrating the opening of Allegiant Stadium, when circumstances permit, we will look forward to sharing an unparalleled game day experience in the magnificent stadium that you helped build. Despite not being able to attend games in person, you will still receive your collectible 2020 Las Vegas Raiders inaugural season ticket package, as well as other exclusive items throughout the season, which is pretty cool. At some point, that's going to be a hell of a collective piece, right? 20 years from now, when we're laughing about this whole situation, uh, that'll be an interesting collective piece that only the PSL folks have, and you know, it might be worth something someday. So I'm glad that they're doing that. Disappointed with the outcome. Overall, difficult decision but I understand it. It sucks for football. It sucks for the fans. And it's just, it's in my opinion, it's more of a challenge for the league to put on an, a spectacle that's worthwhile to live up to the NFL and the NFL brand. 